You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. In case you're interested, in the last episode, growth hacker Josh Fector shared his favorite hacks for both LinkedIn and Facebook. Hey everyone, this week we're giving away a one-year subscription to pushlink.com, P-U-S-H-L-Y-N-K. It's valued at about 600 bucks. Pushlink allows you to send push notifications to your subscribers on almost any platform. The fact is push notifications get about 10 times the response rate when compared to traditional email. For a chance to win, subscribe to the podcast, then take a quick snapshot or picture showing you're subscribed and text it to 716-218-8981, or you can email it to growthexperts at yahoo.com. Now let's get back to the show. Welcome back, everybody, and we have yet another amazing guest today. Her name is Ariva Martin, and she's the she's an author, a multi-award winning civil rights attorney, which is a first. TV talk show host, media personality, philanthropist, and rainmaker, which is going to be a part of the topic today, a big part of today's topic. So she's also known as America's advocate. She's a CNN legal analyst and a regular contributor on Good Morning America, ABC World News, and Dr. Phil, and is also the author of a new book called Make It Rain, How to Use the Media to revolutionize your business and brand, which is, again, going to be the focal point of today's interview. So I want to welcome Ariva to the show. Thank you, Dennis. I'm excited to be here. Yes, very good. You're in California and I'm in Buffalo. (laughs) So you have 65 and sunny and I have not so 65 and sunny, but you know, I'm not jealous. I'm just saying. (laughs) Those are accurate facts. (laughs) And uh, that's one of the benefits. But you know, we have the disadvantages of all the traffic and the smog. So when you think of the sunshine, think of sitting on a freeway for hours. So all that glitters is not gold. True, true. Very true. Every time I'm in LA, I refuse to rent a car. I'd rather Uber. Smart. Very smart. I I park my car in Uber most places. Yeah. Perfect. Well, listen, we connected not that long ago on LinkedIn, and I was very, very impressed with your background. But can you do me a favor and take just, you know, one or two minutes and share with my audience a little bit more about what you do? So you said a lot of it in the introduction. Basically, I am a brand, a person who appears on television. I am very active on social media. I started my career as a traditional trial lawyer. I was working in uh, a litigation firm that I had started going to court, litigating civil rights cases. And I had an opportunity to go on the Dr. Phil show with some clients. And from that one experience, I started literally working in television as a legal analyst and commentator. And now I probably spend 75, 80% of my time working in some form of media, whether it's on TV or online or writing articles for various print magazines, but I spend a lot of time talking to people like we're doing today, sharing ideas, jumping into national conversations, and in some ways helping to shape public opinions around really important issues like the Me Too issue, like police brutality, 
like the whole gun control issue. So that's kind of the, the career path, a really short version of my career. And I talk a lot about how I started using the media in my new book, Make It Rain, which just hit the bookshelves on March 20th. I share a lot of my personal background because I think people are more likely to trust you and believe the advice that you give them when they have a better understanding of who you are. Yeah, for sure. And so one of the things I was thinking about leading up to this call was, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, I grew up in the 80s and 90s and the internet proliferation of the internet and everything that's going on. And as noisy as it is out there in the business world and just in general media, right, we're getting hit from every angle. I think it's easier than ever to tap into the media as an entrepreneur or as a brand because you have things like podcasts and YouTube shows and Facebook Live and all the technology has just made the world so much smaller and made it so much easier because back in the day it was, hey, listen, you either got, you were in the newspaper or you were on TV. That's pretty much what you had, right? But it's gotten so, it's gotten so much bigger, so much easier to reach. Do you agree or what's your take on that? Oh, I totally agree. And I spent a lot of time in the book talking about that. And when we use the term the media, we really have to unpack that term because you're right. In the 80s, when you thought of the media, you thought of four or five big television stations, ABC, NBC, CBS. And then you thought of big newspapers, the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, the Washington Post. And that was pretty much the universe of media. But today, when we use the word media, we're talking about everything from shows on Hulu, Netflix, Amazon, Snapchat. There's so many channels. There's so many streaming opportunities on the internet that have just you know, sprung up in the last 10 years. And people say to me all the time, well, Reva, I don't want to be on TV or I don't think I can be on TV. And I say, fine, this book isn't about being on TV. This book is about this much broader concept, this much broader reality of the media. And if you're anyone, if you're doing anything, if you have a business, you have a service, you have a product, you have to communicate with people. You have to connect with people to sell your product, to sell your service. And how do you do that? And more likely than not, it's going to be through some media channel. So the book is really about, one, helping people understand what the evolution has been in terms of the media and how they can take advantage of it to improve not just their, the bottom line for their businesses, But I really have seen people use the media effectively to become thought leaders, to become influencers, to become the people that we look to on a daily basis to get our news, to get our information, to help us form our own opinions. I mean, for me, I used to read, and I'm not going to date myself in this call, but there were, you know, papers where you remember Sundays, your morning on Sunday was with your cup of coffee or tea. And it was with, for me at that time, the big, thick L.A. Times. Now I have seven to nine news sites that I follow all day on my phone. I can't tell you when I've last picked up a paper, and I mean literally a newspaper that you, you know, thumb through with your hands. But I get so much news from those seven to nine news sites, from my Twitter feed, from my Facebook feed, from LinkedIn, where you and I met. Those are the channels through which I receive information, and not just on Sunday mornings, but throughout each and every day. Yeah, so most of my audience is going to be, you know, smaller, small to medium-sized businesses, entrepreneurs, sales and marketing professionals, people that are building a personal brand, maybe similar to you. 
So one of the obstacles, I think, you know, when I think about it personally and within my circle of people that I have a lot of conversations about when it comes to branding and marketing and and doing all those things is that TV seems almost out of their, not out of their wheelhouse, but almost unreachable. But I think there's a ton of media out there for smaller companies, brands, people that are just starting out you know, like podcasting, like Facebook Live, like those types of things. I know you cover some of that in the book. Can you talk a little bit about that for people that are just starting out? You know, obviously major brands, you know, they're going to have PR agencies and they're going to be doing a lot of that. You know, they want to be in the press all the time. But but when you're a smaller organization, what's your approach on that with, with all the different channels that we have now? That's a great question, Dennis. And what I say to those small business owners, those entrepreneurs, those folks who are just starting out and don't have a big budget, don't worry. You don't need a big budget. What you do have is the ability to create content. And content is king. Every news channel, every news outlet, every media outlet is thirsty. And, and I mean an unsati- almost insatiable uh, thirst for content. And what do I mean by content? I mean everything from videos to blogs to articles that you write. I just wrote an article for entrepreneur.com. And the article is entitled, Why Your Brand Plan is More Important Than Your Business Plan. I had never written an article for entrepreneur.com. I write for Thrive Global. I write for Time, Inc. I write for The Daily Beast, uh, CNN.com, and a variety of other sites. But I'd never written for Entrepreneur. I submitted that article. They loved the concept. They sent it back. They wanted me to make a couple of changes. I did that. And lo and behold, the article got published and it exploded on Twitter. I can't tell you the amount of engagement that article got in repost. And that didn't cost me anything. I didn't have to hire a PR agency. I didn't have to hire a marketing director. I wrote the article at home from my home office on my uh, laptop computer and submitted it. So small business owners, entrepreneurs, you have the ability to do that. You can write an article about your expertise. If it's gardening, if it's, you know, death benefits through life insurance policies, whatever it is, is your expertise. There's some outlet out there looking for you. And let me emphasize this. And I talked to an editor of mine on one of the talk shows that I work on. He was a reporter in a small market in the Midwest. And he says, Ariva, I love this book. This is a producer at the doctors where I work as a co-host. They did a segment on the book that'll come out in uh, the release week. And he said, I was always looking for those experts in my community. I needed to interview them. I needed quotes from them. I needed content from them. So that's the thing I would say to those small business owners, entrepreneurs, and brand, you know, accept and embrace that content is king. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the ways, you know, writing for me is always a struggle. It's almost like a homework assignment, right? I mean, I write <laughs> for different places, but it's just, it always take, seems to take me a lot longer or, you know, at least in my mind it does. And maybe it's because I'm a little too critical and, you know, of, of the written word and what I put out there. But what I really found, the, the medium that I found a lot of traction and energy in, and part of the reason why I'm here today with my own show and interviewing you is because podcasting was one of those things that just came much more natural, right? I was able to connect with podcasters. They're very approachable. They had, Typically, their shows are very niche-oriented. 
And, you know, they're the same way. They're, they're looking for content. So the same way you and I connected, I think it's pretty easy for people to connect in the podcast realm. And, and it is, it, it really has been amazing. I mean, I know a lot of people that write books like yourself are using podcasting as a way to get the word out because you can hit it during a book launch, you know, you can hit 10, 20, 30 podcasts really, really quick. And, you know, it just, it creates that buzz. So I think podcasting is one of those things that's really done, helped me build my personal brand. I mean, I haven't been on a lot. I've probably been on 30 or 40 of them over the last five years, but, but yeah, I think that's a technology. What I want to stress to people, and I know this is part of Ariva's message is there are more channels out there than you can possibly shake a stick at. You just need to tap into them. So what I want to no, do- And I totally agree, Dennis. Podcasting is, again, revolutionized the way people can communicate and find their people in their niche. And you used to think about, I mean, podcast is just another form of a radio show. When we just boil it down to its most basic, you know, common denominator. Exactly. You're, you're producing your own radio show and you're not sitting around waiting for that big nationally syndicated show to call you to come on and say, hey, we want you to host a show. Or, hey, we want you to be a guest on our show. You're creating that content through podcasting and you can do it through your home computer. You can connect literally with millions of people all over the country, all over the world through a podcast. So I agree with you. Podcasting is is just another way to communicate with folks and to get your message out there. And I think it's brilliant. And you're right. Most podcasts are very niche. So you find people in home and garden and lifestyle and entertainment and, you know, political podcasts and financial podcasts. So I do agree with you wholeheartedly that that's another avenue for small business owners. Yeah, perfect. So listen, my audience has a tendency to want to be very tactical. And while I haven't had the opportunity to read your book yet, just having a little bit of a conversation with you, I I have a feeling that you've got some very good tactics. So if you could do me a favor and dive in and take somebody who's maybe, you know, they're an established business person or a small business, and they understand the value of building either a personal brand or or focusing on building their corporate brand, what would be a few steps that they could take to start maybe to launch that platform a little bit? You know, of course, okay. you know, their first appearance probably isn't going to be on CNN, but that's okay. What would you suggest that they do to ramp up to start getting that exposure, start building that confidence, start building that platform? Well, let's first of all, put aside any TV appearances, because that's not where you start with this. That's kind of the end of this. If we think about a continuum and we think about a straight line from A to Z, appearing on TV is Z. So let's start with A. A is going to be something really simple that I find so many business owners don't do which is have a social media presence. I can't tell you how many entrepreneurs and business people I meet who have a LinkedIn account that doesn't have a picture that they haven't used in a hundred years. So they threw it up there because someone told them they needed to have it. But if you go to their page, they have no content. You know, it's not a branded page and there's no activity. Hallelujah. (laughs) Yes. And you see you and I, like you said, connected on LinkedIn because we're both actively engaged LinkedIn. Just being on LinkedIn is not enough. You're not doing anything. It's like you're showing up to a party and you're standing in a corner while everyone around you is dancing to the music. So no one knows you're even there because you're in the corner. So a simple thing all business owners can do is start with an aggressive attack on their own social media. Have a social media plan. And that means creating a branded 
presence on not just LinkedIn, but LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Google Plus. If you just start with those five sites. And when I say branded, that means a photograph and not of you at your prom or your wedding or, you know, you and your dog. If your business is a chef and you're branding your restaurant, then show me a beautiful picture of you standing in front of your restaurant or you in your kitchen chopping up meat or whatever it is that you do that you want us to know you for. If you're a professional, you know, if you're a guy, suit and tie, if you're a woman, some professional headshot, make a hundred dollar investment, you know, have a photographer take a professional photograph of you that matches who it is you are and what it is you want to be known for. Start there. That's the beginning. Then you've got to make a commitment to engage on social. And the reason this is so important is because before anybody decides to hire you to, you know, publish your content, they are going to Google you first and then they are going to go to your social sites. So why would entrepreneur want to print my article? One, it was well written, (laughs) if I say so myself. Not a brag, just the reality. I put time in it and I'm a good writer. And two, I'm really, really engaged. I'm a social media influencer. I have large followers and they're not just followers, they're engaged followers. So entrepreneurmag.com knew when they post the article, I'm going to repost it. And not only are their followers going to engage with that article, so are mine. So you want to be able to come up on somebody's radar as entrepreneur.com or Time Inc or Forbes or one of those entities, they've got to go to your sites and see that you're there. They've got to find you. Then they've got to find some stuff that makes sense. And then they've got to find engagement. So that's the first step. Create your presence. Step two, ensure that it's branded across all platforms. And number three, engage. And what does engagement require? You've got to be active. You've got to post. You've got to repost. You've got to, you know, connect with like-minded businesses and entrepreneurs. And one of the easiest ways for people to do this is who do you admire? Who's the business person that's doing what you would like to be doing five years from now? Google that person. Go to their website. Go to all of their social media sites and see how they do it. It's the quickest, easiest way to learn. Great. So. So social media and building your own personal brand inside of your own social media presence is really step number one. Okay. So once, once they accomplish that, once they have that basic foundation set, they're engaging, they've got a good image, they're putting themselves out there, they're creating some content, they're engaging. What will be step number two? What, like, for example, maybe it has to do with finding the right target, or maybe it has to do with crafting a pitch to the media. Where would that, where would you go from there? Well, once you have that social media presence and we're, uh, I'm assuming you've, and maybe that's step two, maybe we should step back. Let's take a step back and let's call step number one, identifying your brand. Because as much as I said, people don't have a solid social media presence. A lot of people haven't clearly identified their brand. And I I give some statistics and do a, a really thorough analysis in the book about what Forbes magazine says about most businesses and their brand, that most business people think they have a brand and they think they're living their brand, but they did a, an analysis to show that 70% or more businesses are not. So the first question is, who are you? 
what is your brand? Can you answer that question? Because your social sites aren't going to accurately reflect your brand if you don't know what that brand is. And there's a lot of people who create brand confusion. Well, I think they do real estate. Hmm. No, maybe insurance. No, you know, maybe they're, they're a social media consultant. You know, so if I were to ask you, you know, think of it in the old days as what's your 30 second elevator pitch? Yes, exactly. Okay, great. So I, I think you're a hundred percent right. I think it's important to start with that even before you start branding yourself, yeah. because otherwise you're going to start delivering a diluted message or the wrong message or an inconsistent message. So, you know, determine so what you go back and say, number one is yep. identify, identify your clear brand. Yep. And number two is going to be creating that social media presence that reflects that brand. Perfect. And then number three is going to be trying to get the attention of media. And when we say media, again, it's not CNN, it's not MSNBC. For most people, I'd say start local, particularly because your business is probably local. If you have a restaurant in a local community, why do you need to be on CNN? The viewers of CNN aren't likely in your local community. Maybe a handful are, but you're much more likely to hit your target if you think about where your target is. So you've got to identify where are your people? Who are the people you want to connect with? And if the people you want to connect with to drive traffic to your restaurant live within a 20 mile radius of that restaurant, which is probably the likely visitors to a restaurant, then where are those people getting their information? So you got to do a little research. Are those people watching the local news channels? Are they listening to a particular radio station in our community, a local station? Are they picking up the local newspaper from the you know, the the community that we live in, where do the people you are targeting get their information? Because that's where you want to be seen. This isn't a popularity contest. This isn't about just, you know, how many likes you can get and how popular you are. This is strategic thinking. This is analytical thinking. You know, this is, again, what I call rainmaking thinking. You know, this is higher level stuff. You're not just out there throwing stuff up against the wall, seeing what will stick and seeing how many people, you know, like you. You're really trying to to grow your influence, grow your power, grow your business, and you're trying to do it with the right people. Because otherwise, you can have a lot of success at something, but not a success at what you're ultimately trying to accomplish. So in the middle of, you know, lots of popularity, you can be broke. So there are a lot of people with a lot of followers, but they don't, you know, they're not monetizing it. Sure. So when you first so, started, I'm sorry, sorry to interrupt, but when you ahead, first no, started and you you just came off the Dr. Phil show and you had this idea of becoming this person that you are today, who's you know done hundreds and hundreds of media appearances, I'm sure. Where did you start or what was the best way you found to connect with the media to start developing some sort of a relationship or to get on their radar, right? I mean, we've set a little bit of a foundation, but eventually you've got to reach out. You can't sit back and wait for them to come to you, right? How do you reach out and make that happen? Yes, no, that's a great point. No, they're, they're not going to come to you. I mean, that rarely does that happen. And I talk about that in the book and those rare occasions where the media is clamoring for you. But again, we're talking about small businesses. We're talking about entrepreneurs who are just getting started. In that case, like I said, if they've identified, and I keep going to this local example because I think it's the most pertinent to the group we're talking to, 
So again, if you're in your small town, your city, then figure out the news makers in that city. So your local television station, again, they're hungry for content as well. So you've got to craft a pitch. And I talk about that in the book, a pitch letter to them, telling them who you are, what's your expertise and what it is you have to offer them that may be of value to stories that they're covering. Say if you're a, a fire safety expert and you live in a, a, you know, Northern California that is prone to these huge brush fires, you know, these, these fires that, that just break out during the, uh, you know, the, the really dry parts of, of summer in Northern California, you want your local stations to know who you are to know that you're a fire safety expert. So when there's a a big fire that breaks out in Northern California, you're on their radar. And in most cases like that, when these fires break out, you know, it's very hectic. The first responders are engaged. The fire department's engaged. The people in these communities are being evacuated. So they're not likely available right away for interviews. Or even if they are, they still have hours and hours and hours, you know, they're going to fill on a local TV station talking about these fires. So you want to jump into that conversation because you have something to add. Now, what is it that you have to add? Again, you've got to identify, you know, what it is that you can add about fire safety. Maybe it's prevention. You know, maybe it's recovery. Maybe it's the evacuation process. It's something that is of value that advances the story and helps the reporter tell that story. So in the book, I talk about how you would create a very, you know, specific pitch to that local station so that they would be interested in having you on to talk about your fire safety expertise. Perfect. So you talked about a lot of the the things that you would do and that you did, and it probably comes second nature to you. And that's part of the reason why you were able to put this book together. But what do you see as maybe just one or two of the biggest mistakes to avoid when approaching the media? Because like anything, there's a right way and a wrong way. One of the biggest mistakes I think people make is, is presenting themselves in a way that's confusing. Again, they have brand confusion. They say to an outlet, here's a list of all the things I can talk about. And the list has 20 things on it. Okay, well, you're not likely to be an expert in all 20 things. You may be a brilliant person. You may have 50 degrees. But what is the one, two, and at best, three things that you are really an expert in that someone wants to, you know, if someone's going to engage you, because the way the world is now, you think about it, even from your lawyer to your doctor, to your accountant, you're not hiring generalists. I mean, the, the days of people being generalists are pretty much gone. I run a nonprofit and I just had to do my tax returns and general accountants don't do 990s for nonprofits. General accountants don't do audits for 501c3 nonprofit organizations. So likewise, if you're presenting yourself to any outlet, whether it's a TV, a radio station, a podcast like yourself, you want to know what it is you can talk to. What information are you an expert? What expert information can you deliver to my audience? So when you're approaching any media outlet, be clear. Clarity of purpose, clarity of brand is very, very important. The second big mistake I would say that that people make is they don't know the outlet. If someone approaches you and you've already described the audience that you cater to. So if I'm a lifestyle expert and my expertise is in home decorating, you're not likely to be interested in me 
to be on your podcast, Dennis, because you don't have an audience of folks who are picking fabrics or painting their walls. So oftentimes people don't do their research and they're pitching a media outlet that is outside of their, you know, the the niche. It doesn't match. It doesn't fit. So be clear in your own brand and purpose and then be clear about who it is that you're pitching. I would say those are two things you want to make sure to avoid any pitfalls or mistakes with respect to. Perfect. So in one minute or less, so this will probably might be hard for you, but in one minute or less, knowing what you know now about building a personal brand and getting all this media exposure, what would you do differently when it comes to building your own personal brand if you could do it all over again? Start earlier. I came to this, you know, and, and there's these, some people say it's never too late. And I pretty much agree with that. I, I don't think our goals or aspirations have expiration dates. But what I would say to any aspiring entrepreneur, start right now, jump in the game. Don't wait. Don't wait until your business is built. Don't wait until you have extra income. Don't wait until you know you have X number of employees and X number of managers in your organization. This process of personal and business branding, you can start it today. Yep. Getting started is the hardest part. After that, you get a little bit of momentum. And I think it that that's the, the, you're 100% right. I agree with you 100%. That's huge. All right. Well, listen, that's pretty much going to wrap it up for today. Why don't you take a minute and just share one piece of parting guidance and then let everybody know how they can connect with you and get your new book. Great. Well, thanks, Dennis, uh, for the interview. I love talking about how people build their personal brands, their business brands, how they, they get the word out. And one of the things I, I want people to know is even if you aren't trying to build a business or grow a personal brand, having a presence in some form of media. Again, it's not just television we're talking about. If you have a Facebook page, you're basically in the media because Facebook is a media outlet. It's it's so much more. It gives you an opportunity to connect with people, to talk about and be a part of movements and to really influence issues that may be important to you. So I just encourage everyone to you know, jump in the game wherever you are. You know, you can get in this game. And I hope people will take a look at my book. They can find it on my website, arivamartin.com. You can follow me on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and Google Plus and Pinterest and all these social sites, LinkedIn, of course, where I'm always sharing content, uh, motivating, inspiring, educating, informing, and just having really interesting conversations with people about issues that they care about and issues that I care about. That's what I love about social media is is that it allows you to connect with people and to really engage people around issues of importance. So I look forward to engaging with your followers, uh, Dennis, that follow you on your podcast and your various social media sites and, and continuing these very interesting conversations. Excellent. Thank you so much. And I will definitely post some of those links in the show notes. I want to thank you for being a part of the show, and I'm sure we'll be chatting again soon. Thanks, Dennis. Take care. Thank you. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now, and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.